Robin Johnson, I must say you're the first hockey player to be on the show. So uh, thank you very much for, for gracing us. I know some will argue, but yeah, you never got an invite or that sort of thing. But I'm like, no, Robin was the first. So thanks for coming and I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sias. Um, it's always nice to get some exposure and obviously nice to have a chat with you, you know, about all things hockey and, and all that. Um, Robin, you are a, a very busy person. So thank you for your time. I appreciate that. How is school going at the moment? Because there's the school life, which is the work sort of thing. Then you playing hockey. You've just been to Korea. There's an Olympics coming up. There's all Africa game. All it's all happening. Where do you find that sort of balance at the moment? Sure. So yeah. So I'm. I don't know. You know, some people ask me this question is like, how do I manage my life? Um, and I think you know, being an athlete, kind of. You know, there's that pressure on the field and you want to perform and you want to, you know, make these decisions in like 0.0 or whatever many, many seconds it is. And I think I feel like I enjoy the pressure and the, you know, all the tasks that I have at my, you know, I have to complete and things like that. So I don't know. I just kind of get it done. Um, if, that's, if that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> so, so would you prefer your life to be hectic and busy and on the go all the time? Or, I mean, in a perfect world, obviously, we'd all love to be professional sportsmen and women doing what we do but I get the sense that you like being busy you like being on the go yeah definitely 100% I think maybe it's also a Joburg thing right yeah, you know absolutely. we don't sleep so I mean yeah I love being busy and it, it keeps my mind busy and my mind active as well and I just feel like if I'm not, if I'm not doing anything with time am I, what am I what am I then doing I'm, gonna, I'm just wasting time when I could be doing something you know valuable in that time so I feel yeah. the same way and I'm like if I'm not doing something, I'm almost like antsy. Mm -hmm. I've got to do something productive. Um, with your role at school, you're involved with sports. Um, are you like the cool sports, you know, coordinator, or are you quite strict? Or how do you approach that? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say I'm strict. I think that I definitely have a um, good relationship with the kids that I'm, you know, interacting with. So I, I kind of have try and find a balance between, you know, being hard and strict and then obviously being you know soft and you know a person and just you know trying trying to mentor and and give give advice because you know they also may be aspiring to be an athlete or you know aspiring to go to university to get a degree so I always try and keep it a balance basically yeah and they know that you're a hockey rock star right yeah, they do, yeah. Okay, so they're like <laughs> selfie please. No, <laughs> no, not selfie. I, I think I would probably die if I had to say, please can I have a selfie? But no, <laughs> luckily not. I don't know if you've watched Ted Lasso at all, but I think the one guy calls it an ussy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, an ussy. Um, but I think that adds to the responsibility, knowing that they can see you play on hockey and uh, on TV at these massive tournaments. Um does that sort of motivate you a little bit more? I know sometimes it's it's a grind. Like you go to school, you get the work done, and then there's training, and it was freezing the other night when we brought our cameras down to come and film you there. Yeah. Um, it's it's a grind, though, at times. Yeah, it, it does get – I'm not saying that it's, you know, easy all the time, and I am used to doing so much all the time. It does get tough at some time, some stages. Um, and, you know, you got to kind of take breaks here and there and, and kind of reset so that, you know, you don't become – I don't know. I, I like to use the word stale, if that makes sense. <laughs> I got you, I got yeah. So, I mean, we had a week just before um, the past week. Well, just after we came back from Korea, we had a week off of training and stuff. So that was kind of a reset moment. Um, and now we move forward. So, yeah. We'll get to Korea in a minute. Um, how do you disconnect? Like, what do you do to disconnect? Because I think for a lot of elite 
uh, athletes, and you're one of them, there's this constant sort of focus on high performance and performing at that elite level. It's sometimes hard to disconnect from what is expected from you. And at the same time, you're always thinking about the next training session in a way mm. or the next game. How can I get better? Because that's part of the homework. It, yeah. It's part of sort of analyzing and especially as a midfielder where you are the link between attack and defense and you play such an integral role. I imagine at times your 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 brain is just all about hockey and, and, and it's important to disconnect. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you say elite level. I think for me, what I've realized playing at elite level is is the the psychological and the mental aspect is probably the biggest biggest part of being um, you know a top performer, and I don't I feel like if you don't actually disconnect like you say from not thinking about it, it's very hard. Um, it actually wears you down more than more than you think because um, the physical part and, and you know playing hockey is is for me it's the easy part right mm -hmm. that's the fun part yeah but it's actually just really trying to focus your mind and actually relax your brain um, on all the things you have to think about. Um, it's really tough. Um, yeah. I, I know there was a period where I would try and meditate, so that okay. was that was something that I, <clears throat> I think helps a lot. I mean, obviously, also just staying away from hockey, not looking at equipment, not looking at videos. You know, playing another sport, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe some paddle here and there. Um, <laughs> We're not going to talk about paddle right now. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's just doing other things that you wouldn't normally sure. normally do. So yeah, that's how I try. Um, disconnect from from it and the reason i ask is because like i think that's sort of like and I, it is a cliche but that like champions mindset if you can put it that way those people that are dialed in 100 percent of the time when they're expected to but also who manage to dial out and sort of stay disconnected when they need to are sometimes the most successful or find that sort of balance where they can turn it on at that elite level and, and that's why i'm asking for you, is it a case of going, you know, taking the dog for a walk or is it a case of paddle or <laughs> playing around a golf or, or going to watch a football game? I, you know what I'm trying to say? So that's where I kind of find it so important because those successful athletes tend to get it right more than others. Yeah, of course. I mean, in order to perform at top level, you got to, you know, know how to rest and relax and really just take it easy mm -hmm. because... You know, we we also need we need that you know normal life, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article where you said that you got your sort of international break a bit later uh, in your career because you've been playing hockey a long time. I know you started off playing a little bit of football, and then hockey, as you say, chose you. Yes. But looking at that, has that changed sort of every time you you, you get onto the park wearing the South African colours, if it's indoor or outdoor? because you've had a bit more time to work and fine-tune your skills to get to that? Because you tend to see some people that come in and it's literally under 16, under 18 schools, under 21s, and they're, they're in the mix. Mm. Did that sort of time where getting your chance make you hungrier for success or, or from a mental point of view make you more determined to be successful? Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, it wasn't easy because, I mean, it took me... <laughs> felt like forever sure. you know to achieve that um but i definitely think it's it's been worthwhile and i can you know i can be proud of what i've achieved because i never gave up um and yeah i finally at least got my first cap you know for indoor and outdoor 
And that's obviously made it that much more special because I know I've worked really hard for it. Um, not to say that, you know, if you're a youngster and sure. you, you're making it, you know, one after the other that you don't deserve it. But I just feel like because it's been such a long journey for myself, it's, you know, I've loved the sport for, for a really long time. And I think I'll continue loving the sport until the day I die. So, yeah. I, I, that's, I think that's so key is, is the love for what you do. Because there are a lot of athletes who just go through the motions because they're expected to. For you, it's a hunger and a desire. And you've got in Paris Olympic Games, you've had a taste of Olympic Games, you've had a taste of a Commonwealth Games, you've had Indoor World Cup on South African soil, which is amazing. You guys did incredibly well there. And Outdoor World Cup, um, which is a little bit different. But it gets to that sort of feeling and, and the little bit that I've got to know you now, you're 100% in. It, maybe even 110% in, you know what I'm saying? And and that for me is where that difference between that high performance elite sort of uh, positioning is and you find yourself with those athletes that are just kind of going through the motion, they tend to just fall off because they do take it for granted somewhat, whereas you've had to graft your socks off to get into the mix and had to graft even harder to stay there. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with hockey, that's what you play for, right? You play for these big tournaments. Um, you want to go to a World Cup. You want to go to an Olympic Games. Um, and I think that that kind of has motivated me in 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 staying in, you know, and and trying to achieve, you know, making those big tournaments because ultimately that's what you want, right? But as you say, like, it is difficult because, I mean, a lot of people laugh when I say, "Yeah, I'm a professional hockey player, but I don't get paid." <laughs> And they're like, but why do you do it then? And then, like you say, like it's because you love the sport, because you're passionate about the sport. And I will spend hours um, in the week training, um, going to the gym, doing my running sessions, um, trying to balance my life and 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 work. So th there's obviously a reason why I'm doing it. It's because I love the sport, right? And I get to go and experience these amazing tournaments um, and meet new people and play good hockey. Um, so, yeah, it's all about the experience as well. Speaking of the experience, how was Korea? Um, how, how, how was that? Because uh, the executive producer on the show, Ray, has been there, I think, twice. It was for Winter Olympics or something. But he says it's an incredible place. What, what was your experience like? I loved Korea. Um, we actually stayed two hours out of Seoul. Um, and we were at the Olympic Training Center. So, I mean, it was phenomenal just to be in a facility um, where they had good food, um, we had a good room, you know, place to stay in, we could do our washing every day, which is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's never the case in other places. Um, and then obviously the facility, the, the Astro, um, the changing rooms, world class. So I mean, we were in a bit of a hub, if I can say. And I think that that did us well as a team, you know, spending more hours together, um, training and really focusing. And we actually came back with some ranking points. So, I mean, that, that's a positive for us. Um, box ticked. Yeah, box ticked. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've definitely improved in certain aspects. Obviously, we still want to improve, improve more. But, yeah, I loved Korea. We, had, we got four hours in, in Seoul, which, is, which was really cool. cool in the city. So, I mean, I went to the Myeongdong market, um, experienced some Korean street food. Okay. Um, Tell us a bit more. What, uh, what was your favorite thing that you ate? Oh, so many things. Okay. So there was a, there was, yes, I will tell you about the one. It's, it was my one friend I met with her because she actually teaches in Korea. 
And she's like, oh, you have to try this. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it, but it was literally a fed cook. Okay. <laughs> I know okay. It's, it's not anything athletic or anything, you know, healthy, but, you know, that sometimes the the yeah, exactly. the yeah, it's yeah. time to indulge a bit. So it was a fed cook with like this like sauce in it and it had nuts in it. And it was it, it kinda, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. And it like got folded up in half and put in a cup. So, I mean. It was it was it was pretty good. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And there were other things that I tried as well. The mochi. I don't know if you've ever heard of mochi. It's like. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, that was also really good. So I mean, a couple of things that were. were yeah, what an experience. Yeah, amazing experience. I mean, four hours wasn't long, but sure. it was something. So yeah. I, I know other athletes. Um, they, some of them are all about shopping when they do these things. Are you a shopper? Or are you someone who will go out and try and find a pair of sneakers or something that you can't get here type thing? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> Are you a sneakerhead? Would you consider yourself a sneakerhead? I am, yes. Okay. What's your What's your pride and joy? What pair do you have? Um. So I recently actually we went to Chile and um, one of my friends um, has a connection with Puma. So I was like, oh, let's just go to the Puma store and see, you know, what shoes they have. And I found a pair of like trainers and I, I they're very colorful at the moment. Awesome. So... You know, they catch your eye when, you, when you're wearing them. So I, I bought a new pair of trainers from, from Chile. So oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got this. Yeah. Do you have a big collection? I know some athletes have a problem. I know there's, <laughs> there's some cricketers who I know, Chris Morris. I mean, uh, yeah, he has got an obsession with Nike golf shoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's like not just any Nike golf shoes. He's got all of them. So... I know some athletes that have an obsession, but I don't think you're on that level. No, no, I'm not. I'm. I think you're I'm responsible. Re- at yeah, least, it, unlike that's him. That's the that's the great <laughs> that's the word to use with me. I'm responsible. So I mean, I love shoes, but sure. I mean, I'm not going to buy a pair of shoes every single time I go away. No, of course, yeah. of course. But yeah. But uh, the thing is, for me, it's about experiencing other things. And like you said, you touched on the food. You touched on, I mean, career as a place. I mean, we've seen how well they've done in sport, especially in the football and, and others, other events, table tennis, you name it. Um, but when you go to countries, I know that you're obviously there for a mission, and that mission is to play hockey and win games mm. uh, and do South Africa proud. But when you're there, do you get a little bit of time to sort of just at least experience the, the place? Because for a lot of people, it's about hotel, training field, match. Hotel, training field, match. Is it something you go there with an open sort of mind and try and experience what you can? Yeah, I mean, I know with 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 Giles, our, our new coach, it is more of a professional environment. So, like you say, it is train, sleep, video, yeah. match, for example. Um, but there, you know, there are moments when you can experience the country. For example, like in Chile, I mean, we were living in the city area and. Every morning you could go out and have a coffee. Um, there was time in the morning, you know, just to have a walk. And Decent coffee. Yeah, actually quite okay, nice. Okay. Yeah, I liked the coffee. I was putting a list together here. It's <laughs> I've got to go and eat that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You can ask me. I'll so. do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, I think in those small moments, you can experience the country a, a little bit like that. Okay. Not necessarily maybe spending a full day sure. out. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, because it is... And and you guys have traveled quite a bit of late, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, and I don't think in the past it's been the case. I mean, uh, now that you guys are getting out playing quality opposition, that only can bode well going forward because you're learning new things, you you experiencing different teams, different uh, experiences. And it looks to me like Giles has come in and he's just sort of elevated things. Um, 
from fitness to, I mean, you're on the, the training the other night when we filmed you, you had to do your fitness for yeah. the day, you know. Um, it just feels like there's a bit of excitement uh, with women's hockey at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, I think everything in each category has been elevated. And he's creating a, an environment where it's professional almost. Um, and you you got to be disciplined in, in this program because, I mean, for me, if you just – lack of something you know your fitness or, or one thing you know it's going to be picked up immediately i mean our, our physical guy is so good he can already <laughs> tell you if you're fit or not i can see it yeah <laughs> okay. so <laughs> you can't you can't actually yeah. you know let a foot slip out so sure. and that that means it's an opportunity for you you might not be selected again i think that's also what it why it makes it so professional or competitive is that you can't mess up um yeah, so I think that that's really important for us going forward. And as you say, like the experiences and, and playing, you know, these international matches for us is, is going to be really key for us towards Paris. Um, and that's where we want to we wanna do well. We want to try and, you know, put our hands up on the world stage and say, look at us. Um, look at us play Africa's hockey. Africa's number one team. Yeah. So there is more spotlight on you guys. Definitely. With all due respect to the other teams, Egypt, Ghana, but South Africa is still number one on the continent. And have been for many years. Um, but you mentioned Paris. Have you been to France? Have you been to Paris? I, I stopped over in France okay. with, the, with the plane. That's like my Australia. <laughs> I was in Sydney Airport for three hours. That doesn't count. Um, no. But the reason I ask is I think it's going to be an amazing Olympic Games because Tokyo was all about COVID. Mm. Um, and also to know that it was postponed by a year, that also must be like quite demoralizing because it's all about those four-year cycles. And Tokyo was your, your first Olympic Games yeah. experience. And was it quite like when you heard, oh, it's been postponed? Was it a relief or was it kind of like, oh, man, I'm going to have to wait another year? Or How did you approach that? I think, okay, I think in a sense that, you know, you have to peak at a certain time. Mm. I think if I recall, I think I was – you know, I felt ready when I was like, okay, it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then when it got postponed, I was like, actually, we need more time. You know, as a team, we need to prepare more. It's it's probably better for us to have more time. Um, so I think in the long run, it, it, it was better for us as a team in terms of preparation. But obviously... It, it added a lot of more stress because, you know, COVID was, COVID was still around. And I remember us, we were in a holding camp in, in Poch. And... If you caught COVID in that holding camp, I mean, you know, your dream was gonna be oh, was gonna be over. That must have been so stressful. Yeah. So I mean, and then you have to do all this testing. I mean, I remember we had to do testing. Te like it was just it was ridiculous. So I mean, that was probably the most. And then you had to travel still yeah. all the way to Japan, and then even when you got in Japan, you had to test. Uh, so I mean, like I think that added a huge element uh, of stress. Um, but thankfully, I mean, I think our whole team got through through all the testing protocols. So at least, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you guys had a, an issue there, hey, once you were there. No, but well, we heard like so many. Sevens, yeah. sevens guys were, yeah. mean, uh, Neil Powell was not even at the tournament. You know, I mean, he was there, but not anyway. Yeah. So thank goodness. But how much more stress does that put on you knowing, firstly, you're going to an Olympic Games, but like please don't let me test positive for COVID at any stage because I don't know how you slept building up to that tournament, to be honest, because it must have been incredibly stressful. It, it was stressful, yes. I'll actually tell you, I don't think I've told my teammates, but I think I got a stress rash 
really? <laughs> over my whole body. Okay. And then I found the team doctor and I was like, oh my gosh, doctor, like something's happening to me. <laughs> it's like a day before we had to fly out. Oh and he's like, no, don't worry. It's probably just stress induced. And it, it was like, I was just so stressed. So when you got onto the plane, was it a little bit less stressful? Yeah, a little bit less stressful. But then on the plane, we were like with visors on and you know, <laughs> really? masks. Oh wow! Too afraid to eat or but drink anything. But then you anything. eat, so you take it off, right? Yeah. Well, your the mask. one I think one of our teammates was so scared she didn't. I don't think she ate anything. I think she just drank out of a straw oh through <laughs> through the. Well, you guys made it. Um, yeah, we did. How was that experience? I know the testing was a complete nightmare. Obviously, which was in the middle of a pandemic, but that sort of experience, it wasn't the same because I feel like it was almost a watered down Olympic Games. It didn't have that, mm. the fans, you know, packing in, screaming, going crazy. Uh, but in general, did you enjoy it? How did you experience Japan? I love Japan. Um, incredible place. Um, the village was really, really exceptional. Um, also world-class facilities. Um obviously sad not to have you know fans in the stands watching um, because i think my family would have probably come all the way to japan to watch me but um i think overall the experience was was really cool um you know if i was to go to paris it would be awesome to compare you know sure. obviously it's going to be you are going to go to different paris. What are you talking about? of course you're going to paris <laughs> i have faith thanks yes you know we still got to go through all these selections sure, and I understand. Yeah, yeah more stress more stress. As a professional athlete, thanks very much. Yeah. More stress. But I mean, you know, it's it's why we do it, right? Sure. Yeah. So it will be interesting to compare mm. the two. But I, I will say when I went to the Commonwealth Games um, last year, I kind of got a sense, um, you know, having crowds um, watching us. It was well attended, fans. Eh? It yeah, was yeah. packed in there. Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of gave me a bit of a, a taste or a feeling of you know what it could what a big tournament or big event could feel like and does I it think, lift you does uh, it, 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 it i mean i would imagine you singing the national anthem i would go to war i'm ready to go you know what i mean is <laughs> yeah. that the, is that the feeling okay it's 100 percent. like the atmosphere you just get you know these chills in your body and you, when you're training and when you in the stadium um all the fans are there so and it was quite special because also my family they came That's to watch so cool, me yeah so I mean, I got to experience them in the crowd a little bit. Um, so it made it it made it special. But yeah, it was a cool event. And uh, family is obviously very important to you. Um, they, they need to be supportive because, it, like, I think they also realize what you've put on the line to make it as a as a hockey player, if I can put it that way. There's sacrifices. There's that's a thing. But that sort of Johnson family, everyone is supportive and obviously your dad uh, and I'm sure you get asked every single time, but they're very supportive of you, which is so important for any athlete to have that support base just helping them through because there's enough pressure on you just donning the South African clothes and being expected to play because the media, the public, everyone expects South Africa when you guys take to the field to win every single game. Mm. Yeah, um, family is everything to me. Um, as you say, like, I don't think I would be able to, you know, achieve what I've achieved without their support. Um, they've helped me in many ways. Um, it's so it's very special for them, you know, to come over and be in the crowd. Cause you, like you say, they, they know what I've, you know, sacrificed yeah. in order to get where I am now. So, um, yeah, it's always special, very special. And that Commonwealth games, I mean, Birmingham, they, they know how to put on an event. They, they're 
that's a slick, well-oiled machine. Um, but some of the takeaways from that event for you guys as a, as a team and yourself personally, having now experienced a sort of COVID Olympics, if I can put it that way, and then a Commonwealth Games where it was all open and, and it felt normal again. Yeah, I mean, so obviously with, with, with Commonwealth Games, I think we were a bit disappointed in our performance. Um, I think we really wanted to do better. Um, and that was our, you know, our World Cup was was our kind of our pre-tournament to sure. Commonwealth Games. And it was an opportunity for us to, I think, make a step, you know, in world hockey. But unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't go that way for us. Um, and I think Giles talks about an accelerated program, you know, and trying to build international caps um, as many, you know, as we can get and accelerate the program in terms of fitness, um, you know, in, in terms of team performance and everything, basically. And I think maybe Commonwealth Games was a bit too close because I think he was appointed in last year, the yeah. beginning of the year. So That's I right. think maybe it was a little bit too ambitious, but uh, I like that because, you, you know, in sport, we always say you never know what could happen, right? Absolutely. No matter who you're playing. It's such an unpredictable... <laughs> Especially with hockey. Yes. Literally, it, yeah. it's, it's so fast. <laughs> One little deflection, game on. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so, I mean, I, I always say, like, you always got to be hopeful. And I think it's also good to be ambitious about what you want to achieve, but also put in the work and the hours. And I think going into our next competitions, I think that we definitely are able, going to be able to, you know, like you say, win games um, going forward. So what is next? What's sort of the, the next thing on the calendar? Because career feels, yeah, it was just the other day, basically. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> End of May. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the team is going to Spain next. That's okay. the next competition phase. Um, and I think that is at the end of July. Is that a series? Or Beginning of July, sorry. Or is it a tournament sort of thing? A series. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And, and what do you know about Spain, like in terms of, have you played them before? Have you experienced that? Um, so I haven't... We haven't played Spain um, recently. recently. No. no, we haven't it's played them. Yeah, think. it has been a while. Yeah, um, but uh, they, I think, are top ten in the world, sure. so they are going to be tough opposition to play against. Um, and obviously, you know, it's going to be probably be summer because it's July, so it's going to be very hot. I yeah. know last year when we were at the World Cup, when we were in Spain, I think it was like between 30, 34 degrees somewhere around there. So again, traveling from winter, <laughs> change of weather. Um, so that might be, yeah, but different. But these are the opposition yeah. you want to be playing oh, against. Oh, no, of course. You know what I mean? It just raises that bar for you guys. And, Definitely. And I have no doubt that each time you come back from something like that, you've got like that 1%. And it is about that improvement as you go. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's those fine, small little margins. Mm. I mean, if you can improve on those little aspects, then you already have improved a lot, right? Um, Speaking about those fine margins... When did you sort of realize hockey was was the sport that you wanted? Because I know you've told me before you grew up playing football in a football house. Mm. Um, but when was that sort of moment when you were like, hang on a second, <laughs> this could be for me? Uh, I think I was in high school and I think I made my first provincial team. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay I'm actually quite good. Like, I think you only realize it when you know, and you go to trials when you're a kid and you see all these other fellow hockey players and there's so many of them and you're like, oh, am I actually going to get the cut? Am I going to make it? <laughs> and then you make it and then you're like, oh, okay, this is quite cool. Like, um, And then you obviously go and you play your interprovincial tournament and 
then you meet other provinces and things like that. So I think it was from that moment I probably was like, maybe I can, you know, make a national team or, or play better. And here we are. <laughs> here we are, yeah. <laughs> uh, as they say, um, picked up a stick and never looked back or something like that. Exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've had a legend like Piti Kutsia sort of around. Uh, I think she coached you at Wits, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, absolute legend of, of the sport. But do you see yourself one day as, as sort of passing on the baton, you know, like I know we still got lots of hockey to play, but Piti played for a long time and, mm. and she was uh, incredible in what she did. Is that sort of how you see yourself as passing on the baton to the next generation, especially considering you already work with, with kids at school? And so would coaching be something you would, would consider moving into or would it be more like a mentorship type role? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, currently, I actually am working with Wits University. So I'm the assistant coach with Lance Lowe um, with the women's program. Sure. So, yeah, um, I think I've kind of already... Set the course. Yeah, yeah I've the, kind the, of already the, the set the groundwork has been laid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to go like, are we, like international level, sort of, is that? You know, um, like? I'm not sure about international okay. level. Um, I mean, we we don't know where the road will, will go, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but for now, I'm just at university level, so we'll see. And having fun, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, the the good skills that we have are, you know, student athletes. So you know, they're studying their degrees. Um, and they're playing hockey, so I mean, I also partying. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you have to party, Absolute right? <laughs> balance. Absolutely, I got you. <laughs> um, it's normal. So yeah, I mean, we have a great bunch of girls, mm -hmm. um, and I. Mm. What's nice is that because I'm still a current national player, I, I I like to look at it as that I can you know give them relevant feedback. Exactly. You know what I mean, like real time almost, um, where I can be like, this is you know what you should be working on. Um, these aspects, you know, as an individual player, and hopefully that can help them, you know, improve, but also make a national team. Absolutely. Because um, there's definitely potential, yeah. Do you crack the invite to the fines meetings? <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> the girls like me, so, well, yeah, they, I think they do. They do like me. <laughs> That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's some fines meetings. Can, can get into that, have you ever been to a fines meeting? Yes. I played very, like, I played Tux Fourths. Oh, wow. So yeah, you've yeah. been to a real I was real on the social Fines train, absolutely. <laughs> we had airplane parties. And you know all the songs, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like this triggers the, you know, <laughs> but I'm not going to sing right now. You're going to put me on the spot. Um, but that university hockey space, I think, is so important in South Africa because the school system is strong. Mm. I think across South Africa, even though hockey still is one of the smallest sports, I think school system is very good boys and girls yeah and you have your traditional schools but there's that sort of the gap that if you aren't sort of picked up and going playing in europe or in the national sort of squad a lot of talented players fall through the cracks yes so that hockey space is so important to develop talent and i mean you're seeing it firsthand with fits now yeah do you feel that you know, that sort of varsity system is is adequate now? Or do you think we could have more games? Or you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. As far as I'm concerned, you have so many talented athletes, but there's only so much space. Not all of them are academics. Yeah. But to play at that club hockey sort of university level, in my opinion, it, it's not quite where it should be because we have such a talent pool that's coming through. Yeah, I'm... I might be mistaken here, and this is my humble opinion, <laughs> but you're in... You, entrenched you seeing it what do you make of it all 
Yeah, I think that it's I, I for me I think like in terms of our club systems because obviously you know the universities are involved in in the club system. Mm-hmm. Um what would what I would what I think would elevate, you know, the university system and I think hockey as a whole would be, you know, when we get the opportunity to play against another province. So, you know, a Western Province Cricket Club, for example, can play against a Wanderers or a Wits. Um, and I think that's when, you know, we'll actually start seeing, you know, maybe a change um, and, and maybe not many people falling through the cracks. Yeah. Um, because I think then we'll have a bigger base um, and more opportunity, I suppose. I mean, if you look at the Dutch, for example, the, the Hofteklas, they play everyone in the whole country. So, I mean, I know South Africa's big, <laughs> but I mean, I think I'm hoping that maybe one day when it's more professional that players get that opportunity to actually yeah, yeah. play Cric- clubs. Cricket have a, a club champs, mm. so why can't we have a, you know, a hockey club champs? So I th- Yeah, so I think they do have like a Belgotex. I don't know if you've heard of Belgotex before, no. yes. So like in Durban... Paint. <laughs> you know, Belgotex make the turf, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. So thank you for educating me. Yeah, they make the artificial turf. Um, but Was so, that the blue or the green one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. okay. And comes in both colors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they, there's a Belgatex tournament that happens in Durban okay. around July. And usually that's like almost like a club champs okay. kind of. Um, Is that invite or how does that work? Invite, yeah. Okay. Mm. So you don't qualify you know, by winning your league sort of thing? Not sure. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, spot, I've never so. played a Belgatex tournament before, so I don't really know <laughs> the qualifications. Sure, but, but more like that. Yeah, I so think if it's we get to something, yeah, something get like that and expose exactly. our club teams to other teams, sea level, altitude, all that sort of jazz. Of course, yeah. Um, because I think looking at where hockey could potentially go, we're not lacking in talent, and mm-hmm. we all know that there's been stuff along the way that's been outside of control. Like, I remember 2016, I mean, we had qualified, we hadn't qualified. Oh, for real, you, yeah. you know what I mean? It was mm. an absolute disaster. But I just feel our hockey players don't quite get that sort of support that other sports and federations give their athletes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that it. you're right. We don't really get, you know, the support, you know, as other federations do. Um, I think that, as you say, I think there's a lot of hockey players in South Africa, yeah. so I mean, why why don't we get the support that we we need, right? Um, but hopefully, hopefully, you know, us as national teams, not to add any pressure because there is already, you know, we we do well, and hopefully, then from from that, you know, performances, we can actually, you know, start turning people's heads a little bit. And I feel and that corporate South Africa needs to. Start sort of, look, I know the economic climate is what it is, but I just feel like corporate South Africa, for some reason, haven't quite, I know companies like Spa have, have been involved and that mm. sort of thing, but I just feel they need to sort of just pull their weight a little bit more, especially with the yeah. amount of talent, because those CEOs, those CFOs, MDs have kids. Playing hockey. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I just feel like with the amount of talent we have, mm. we just haven't reached that true potential. And and I know that you guys go out there and give 120%. But I look around and you look at the teams in Europe and, and maybe it's an unfair comparison at times or yeah. even Australia. Just the funding and the way things are set up. It's just like they have everything they need to succeed. And there's nothing hindering them from 
And I know it comes down to funding and there's we can sit here all day and debate <laughs> yeah, this and I'm course. not going to put you on the spot. But in my humble opinion, I just feel we've got incredible hockey players. Men and women, indoor, outdoor, they just need, you guys just need a little bit more like funding or something, you know, and corporate South Africa needs to get behind you guys because you do us incredibly proud. And there has been improvements over the years. Yeah. And it will be improvements, but it's about closing that gap on the rest of the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like you say, they, they, they get everything they need, right? Um, and here we are, you know. Well, you're working a full-time job trying and to then going to training and then, you know. Trying to repeats. balance everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. But I, I think when I, when I had spoken to you in my other interviews, CS, um, you know, I feel like are we really South Africans, you know, if we don't go through <laughs> these hardships. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, We're a resilient bunch. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm not not to say that I don't want the funding. No, of course. But, um, Bring all the funding. <laughs> yeah, we need the Women's funding. Hockey. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's kind of also made us so adaptable. Yeah. And as I said, like we have this, I feel like I have it, you know, it's grit, it's the determination, it's that willpower, you know, kind of motivating you to go through all these hardships or you know the obstacles and i think when you when you actually put all those you know characteristics together i think that it makes you so much more powerful um mentally physically um yeah and it's just about actually just you know performing i think at the end of the day i think any team that comes up against a south african team thinks like these guys are tough because they can overcome load shedding <laughs> exactly but, but you know what i mean exactly in general yeah we're tough to play against because we give 120 percent because we're on the park not necessarily for the money we're there because we love what we do mm. and i think that speaks volumes of how well you guys have done with the limited sort of backing you have and, and i know the powers that be will be pulling their hair out with all these comments but at the end of the day more can be done and it and you guys deserve that support, man. But let's move on. Um, in terms of your role as, as a midfielder, um, there's obviously, and I'm, you're going to think <laughs> there's similarities. Your dad obviously being a very famous football coach. Yes. Um, midfielder's the playmaker, the link. Um, you have to be one of the fittest players on the, on the park. Do you ever sort of get to a point where you're like, Maybe I should have been a striker, <laughs> you know, because they get all the glory, right? Yeah, they No do. one wants to be a defender or even a goalkeeper. <laughs> Although the goalkeepers will say otherwise. No, they'll definitely probably be giving me the side eye right now if I had to say anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know um, what I'm saying? Like, I think midfield is such a, uh, a role that's so, there's so many aspects to it. Mm. The strikers also do their fair share of running and that sort of thing. But is, is that the position that you could, you know, you, you're very happy you're in and, and that you enjoy playing? I, I think I always love playing as a midfielder. I think it's because I work hard, you know. I always say, like, there's no excuse for you not to run hard on the pitch. Um, and also, you can always, you know, running, no matter, you, you can have an opposite number that might be better than you in some aspects, but there's no excuse for you not to run next to that person and run just as hard as she's running, right? So I, I, I think it's just kind of been, I don't know, ingrained in me that I've, just run and run and run and don't stop running. So maybe that's why I've, you know, I've always been a midfielder. But like as you say, I think being a striker would be quite fun, you know. 
scoring <laughs> scoring goals is is not a bad uh, not a bad thing so yeah do you have a celebration when you know scoring a goal like would you because i mean you have the footballers <laughs> you know Erling Haaland does this thing he uh, is, yeah. Ronaldo uh, Messi Ma- you know all of them have yeah. do you have do you think about that at all no i don't know we, we hockey, do? hockey players like, are so weird we're so weird <laughs> we see us like you know when we score a goal you're just so tired you're like yes i scored i'm just like oh, out of breath or you back just to <laughs> back to the start let's yeah, get ready let's, let's take the other you know the extra seconds just yeah, to catch our breath absolutely um so there's no but, knee slide into the corner <laughs> sort of thing you know what i mean That'd you be know pretty cool before the game before the game maybe we'll chat about it like okay if you score a goal today what's your celebration going to be if you do the celebration i'll help you with the celebration but you know you just in the heat of the moment you forget about it it's not habits for us yeah. to be you know sliding across the pitch <laughs> lifting our shirts yeah. up or whatever it is so yeah it's not really normal for us to well what would come on indulge me here a little bit so i i did see a celebration the other day and i thought it was pretty cool um maybe someone will think it's lame but you literally just act like you just put them to bed. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um speaking of which, how much football do you watch? Do you, do you watch a lot of football just because I know you're you're a passionate fan of the sport itself? So at the moment, I'll be honest, I haven't been watching a lot, but I have been, you know, keeping an eye out for it. So like um I know with the the women's Champions League final was on, I think it was Wolfsburg versus Barcelona and I think Barcelona won 3-2. So I mean that that was quite an exciting match um and then obviously some of the Premier League matches I will when there's something happening you know Man United Liverpool or okay. one of those big games I'll definitely you know watch Do you have a team that you admire from a distance I if I'm not mistaken you didn't commit to a team <laughs> I didn't commit to a team <laughs> because the only team I really commit to is whoever my dad coaches Fair so enough. I remember when he was at with Al Ahly um it was only al ali i only supported the egyptian giants so i don't have a specific team but i do like watching um man city so obviously pep guardiola is is a remarkable coach um i like watching you know his style of football his philosophy mm. um probably you would say i would probably say them okay yeah and that formation that he plays is insane it's like I would love to know what you you and your dad talk about when you watch football games because I'm sure you do analysis of formations, <laughs> the lines that they're running, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's even with hockey, like when I play my hockey matches, like why didn't you do that or change your position into this so your formation does this and then you would have <laughs> oh, So he actually gets involved like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. Um having uh, someone like your dad who goes through the football pressure and that does that help with what you deal with like when you're playing in these big tournaments olympics commonwealth games world cups yeah definitely um i think i mentioned to you that i you know when you when you're trying to get in the head of your coach you know, what is he thinking i'm trying to you know what should i say in this situation or what do I, how do i react um and it's always nice to have conversations with him about you know what's going through a coach's head um what in this situation you know what would you say what would you do yeah um how do you think of it um so i mean from that perspective uh, i definitely have you know picked his brain in terms of that and obviously then you know what it's like to live like an athlete um eating sleeping you know all those all those little things you know what makes a difference how do you um 
perform on a pitch, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been helpful. I uh, can imagine. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Helpful. Yeah. yeah, I think that's amazing. Definitely, I'm a huge fan of his work and obviously of your work too. I think you guys are incredible human beings. How would you like to be remembered as a hockey player one day? And I'm not preempting anything, but please don't. You know, <laughs> it's a, Robin's still being around for a while, but. I like to ask every single athlete, regardless of the stage they are in their career, how they want to be remembered one day as a hockey player. So, see, as a, you know, hopefully I'll be remembered in this way, but I think for me it's, you know, about being the team player. Um, that's that's kind of who I am and, and, and how I've always played my hockey is that I've always been the team player. Um, I like to involve everyone in the team, you know, um, in any team I play in, it's about combining um, and how you make your teammate feel. You know, if they make a mistake, okay, it's fine. You know what? It's it's okay. You're gonna get the next one. Um, so, you know, I think that it's it's really important for me to be that person um, and and involve everyone because I feel like when when everyone feels like you know they they valued and they involved, that's when you actually get the best out of people. So I, for me, it's it's really about you know wow I I wanna I remember Robin when you know she made me feel like I was involved and I was important on the field and I contributed to the team and and that's I think the most important thing for me as a player and as a person. I think that's that's wonderful because team culture um, goes hand in hand with performance. There's there's no doubt about it and commitment, dedication, all those boxes ticked. Um, we're almost wrapping up here. Um, I know you're very busy at the moment with exams. Invigilating. <laughs> is that, is that Invigilating. Invigilating. <laughs> it's been a while since I wrote an exam. So. <laughs> Do you just walk around and like, hey, you, or? I just walk around and, and look at the posters on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I walk take around. it very seriously, <laughs> Walk around and check to see they're not cheating, yeah. <laughs> uh, last one from me. Looking at um, your journey in hockey, and I imagine there's a lot of advice from a lot of people that you've got along the way. Do you have one sort of bit of advice that sort of, it's almost like a mantra or something you live by each day because I'm sure when, when the legs are tired, they're burning, there's still 10 minutes to go in the game, you you know, you guys are chasing, you have to almost find that sort of mm. inspiration because it's hard graft at that time. You You know, lungs are burning you're going to try and get the equalize or try and get the winning goal or whatever it is. Do you have something that you sort of lean back on and think, okay, this is, this is the, that little spark or the advice or. Yeah, I think, you know, like you say, I think in every stage or every part of my journey, there's always been some sort of mantra, right? Or there's been some person or some coach that's opened my eyes up to certain things. Right. Um, and, think over the past I would say maybe I don't know when my brother I have a twin brother by the way so he he was recently coaching uh, one of his wits teams and he did a remarkable job with you know with his team they won the league or something and um, one of the quotes that he he had spoken about was the LeBron James quote about nothing is given everything is earned and for me that just speaks volumes you know for for my whole career and I think, like you say, you know, you could be drawing, you could be on the verge of winning, you could be on the verge of losing the game, and 
nothing is given but everything is earned and i feel like no matter when you step on you know when you step onto that field it's not going to be given to you you got to go out there and actually earn it um and i, I think that that's you know you got to go out and and earn your your fitness you got to earn your nutrition you got to earn your sleep so i feel like that for me is just something that's so powerful and you know we got to remember that yeah remember it that's, that's amazing um i was aware of your twin brother um <laughs> but we'll we'll chat to him another day maybe we'll get both <laughs> of you in the studio and we can chat that might be very interesting um lastly when you i know there's still selection and when you go to paris representing south africa what do you think that will mean when you're in the french capital or wherever it is the hockey venue is and you're listening to the national anthem what do you think that will mean to you because i'm sure that will be one of those memories you will cherish for the rest of your life you uh i think you hit a soft spot yes yes um i think as i said you know in my interview previously you know putting the national jersey on every moment is special right but i think if i had to envision paris 2024 in this moment um i know my family would be there watching me i'd be singing it in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. you know you'd be with your teammates um i i have this feeling that we would have probably worked our, our butts off um you know in the lead up to paris so i think that hopefully not you know the emotions don't take over me but i feel like it's going to be very very special and something that i'll never forget for the rest of my life if if i get the opportunity to be standing you know on that pitch singing the national anthem robin i have no doubt you'll be there uh, i wish you all the best uh, keep up the amazing work um with the vets coaching with the school with the national team you're you're a true inspiration and i think there are many many boys and girls play hockey look up to you and and will want to follow in your footsteps one day so thank you for your time and thanks for sharing your journey with us thank you so much yes stay safe and we'll uh, see you in paris <laughs>